Evening everyone, Jenna here, and I am joined today by Sentinel and Eternal Shaddai on the XPN USA podcast. How are we both? Good. Good. And how are you? Thank you for the invitation. I'm good. It's good to have you. Um, yeah, I think today's session we're just going to talk a bit about um, a little bit about what's going on in gaming and what you're playing at the moment, but also what games you're anticipating most this year. Oh, look at them all beautiful on camera. I look a mess today. I've worked two, well, I've worked four 12-hour shifts back to back, so I'm uh, I'm off camera today. <laughs> I, I, I actually nice. did 11 today. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so start with you, Shadai. What have you been playing recently? Actually, I know yesterday I played with... Bushido, Bushido, uh, and uh, Infinite Umbra, Halo, Halo Infinite multiplayer custom. Nice. That was that was really nice. Um, not too long ago, I fin I finished a hundred percent, and I'm talking about trophies. The works. Um, what is that called? A uh, Black Tail by by Parasite. And now I'm working with Max Payne One, and I'm talking about the OG one. So I'm trying to do the whole shebang. Excellent. I want to yeah, I, I I go for that Resident Evil Four, but I'm gonna wait for it. <laughs> yeah, I've been on Halo Infinite again recently on um, J Rock's Community Nights, and the game is so much fun now. If you get a big group of you, with like all the stuff being made in Forge, it's just yeah, a different game. No, we had one map that it was made uh, bikini bottom. That was funny. <laughs> Have you done the one where it's you're all in like different mole hills and you're like popping up out of the ground with your snipers to try shoot each other? No, I know the ones. It was the one that I said about SpongeBob. Then we did one that I think it was like Skyrim. That map is huge, like yeah. really, really huge. And I think. One map is called Blackout. I'm, I can't. I know it got to be Blackout because somebody remade that from Halo Three, if I'm not mistaken. That was a good map. So someone's just remade um, mm -hmm. one of the midship ones as well, with all the bridges connecting them. So yeah, I can't wait to yep. play that. Um, we are joined by Uso Vinny as well. Good to see you, dude. Hey, how's it going? Can you guys hear me? All right. Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. Yes, ooh, so no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we've just been going through what we've been playing this week just to uh start things up. So, what have you been playing? Oh, um, I did recently just get Resident Evil 4, which is really good, really liking that. Um, still in the beginning, haven't really put too much time into it, but great remake, um, I think. And another game that I've been just time consumed by is Banner Lords 2 that just came on Game Pass last week. So, or a couple weeks ago, actually. That's a really good game. Is that Banner Lords, is that the one that's a bit like, um, what's that game? Is this like Age of Empires, but oh, okay. um, there's also a third person mode. So it's it's really fun. It's really good. Yeah, that's what I think I've seen is the third person mode and it reminded me a bit of that um chivalry game. It, it's like it's similar, yeah. The combat's like a more generic version of chivalry's gameplay, but it's it's still good. It's it's really good. Yeah, I definitely have to check that out then. 
And then lastly, we got Sentinel. Yeah, um, same as Uso, I've been playing Resident Evil 4, the remake. Um, I'm actually on my second playthrough right now. It's a lot of fun, but it is more challenging than the original. The enemies are crazy in this one. Wow, it's a second playthrough. Mm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, it's like Resident Evil 4 has been one of my favorite games for a long time. And, um, you know, I just, I enjoy playing through it, but it's, you, you can't play the remake exactly the same way you could play the mm -hmm. older one, just because of how hard it is. Okay, a uh, challenge for you now. Rank your top Resident Evil to your last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That would be a little difficult. I know it is. <laughs> yeah, it would um... be easy to pick out your worst one. Oh, jeez. I'm probably going to say Umbrella Chronicles. I mean, well, you know, a lot of people, I say a lot of people hate a lot on Operation Raccoon City, but I've never played it, so, you know, who knows, right? Wait, Operation which one? Raccoon City, you mean? Y yeah, they say that's like the worst one, but I yeah. don't know. Wait, Operation Raccoon City, the one with the, uh, like, uh, four-player co-op? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Oh, I love that game. That was really good. <laughs> See, I, I haven't played it, so I don't know. You know what's funny though? I bought it not too long ago because I never played it. But there was another one that the reticle, like the red dot, was so off. And I'm like, what is this? It was really off. But it's not like Raccoon City. It was something else. Yeah, they put out some stinkers for sure. No offense, Uso, but I think uh, nobody likes Operation Raccoon City. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think Resident Evil 6 is the worst one by far. But Yeah, I, I could agree with that out of the games I've played. Because I played Resident Evil 6 and I was like, what the hell is this shit? And I just stopped. I couldn't go back to it. So, agreed. I think mine is, like I said, um, Umbrella Chronicles and Zero. Just because, not the story, it's just that um, the item case that you gotta, you know, upgrade. And you gotta decide which one to drop and which one to take. Yeah, I'm still yet to get the remake of Resident Evil 4. I remember playing the first one um, back on the GameCube. I didn't Ooh. have the special controller, though. I remember seeing it in the shop, the little chainsaw controller you could use for it. You're talking yeah, about the Wavebird? The Wavebird? The wireless one? Yeah, it looks yep, insane. Yeah, the Wavebird. <laughs> I had it. It was good. Yeah, actually, they made it really good. That was a really good controller. So now you have people that are like, oh, well, which one are they going to do next? You know, Resident Evil 5 or um, no, Code no, Veronica? No. Call Veronica, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, you know, they're remaking all this, but they keep skipping Call yeah. Veronica X when, you know, what's going yeah. on. But then I keep hearing that supposedly they got to talk to Sega because, remember, it used to be, or I don't know if it's still uh, exclusive for Sega because it was during the mm. Dreamcast. Yeah, I don't know. No, they, they better remake that. <laughs> That yeah, one. you know what? I think Code Veronica would definitely need it because it has it has tank controls that are horrible. Well, yeah. Resident Evil Z, I mean, one is the same thing because you can't even move. Yeah, yeah. They should change. They should change. If they change that, well, they actually did with um, with three and two, so it shouldn't be no problem. 
You know, you know what's funny, right? Is like you had these games that came out this year, and yeah, Hi-Fi Rush got tons of people's attention, yes. and you had Atomic Heart got tons of people's attention, and of course you have um, what is it, Shadow Warrior Three? I still haven't finished that, by the way. Mm. I am going to go back to Good it. Good game. But Ooh. Resident Evil Four Remake is really the only game that I think launched this year that really drew me in, and I I keep wanting to play. Whereas the others, I'm like, I'll get back to them when I get a chance. But Resident Evil Four, the remake, really drew me in. Um, I think for me for now is Dead Space remake and that one so far. Yeah, I haven't picked up Dead Space remake yet. I love the original Dead Space. Mm-hmm. I just I didn't have the money. It was either that or Resident Evil, and I had to make a choice. So you know. No, uh, um, I played for a long while uh, Dead Space remake, and they changed a lot. And I mean yeah. a lot compared to the one on the 360 PlayStation 3 era. So they change a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's that's. it sounds like a lot of people at first are like, oh, I don't want them to change this or change that. But with a lot of these older games, it's actually a good thing, especially when they put yes. a lot of care and concern into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I when I heard some people say, oh, they changed some stuff in Dead Space, and I'm like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, they go back and they, they have the chance to see what didn't work as well and figure out how they can you know give the gamers a better experience mm-hmm. and when you see that in a remake um it works very well you know it works very well yes it does they do that a lot with modern games don't they? where they add a lot of uh things to help the game play and feel better that you don't realize you need until you try to go back and play an old game yes like a lot of my friends used to say that some of the old pro evos and sensible soccer's are the best football games ever made yeah. If you try play those games now, my God, those games are hard. Especially sensible soccer. If you change directions, try go around someone, the ball doesn't go with you if you're not moving on the, like, because you kick the ball like a yard or two ahead of you. you yeah. Keep moving and keep moving. And if you change direction when the ball isn't at your foot, you change direction, but the ball just keeps going in the straight line. Oh, you don't. Jesus. But instinctively, when you like younger, you must have just got used to it and done it and if you go back and try play the game now because on fifa and what have you you can change direction on the spot you can do tricks and the ball just is like it's glue stuck to your foot whereas if you go back to those old games that ball was not glued to your foot if you didn't try change direction at the right time you just lost the ball that's one of yeah. those things i think where modern games have kind of picked up and realized that this shit's hard <laughs> I don't think people realize how modernized we are when it comes to gaming. That yeah. when we even try to pick up these old games, which I have tried, I've tried to play like a bunch of 360 titles just to go through my backlog before all these new releases. The controls are horrible. The <laughs> the sense camera sensitive sensitivity is horrible. Like even things like FOV is just like which was never a big deal to me now is a huge deal and it's just it 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 a lot has changed since the early 2010s you know and i know we all give jim ryan tons of shit because he said this whenever they did the ps uh the ps1 remake you know he had looked um prior to that at these games um at some playstation event and said who who would want to play these crappy looking games Yep. And I mean, it, it's like it came out. Everyone is like, "Oh!" And but he's kind of right because you look at these games that have horrible controls, and it's like it's not necessarily that he's disrespecting the legacy. It's just he's kind of lo- he's kind of he has the uh, modern gaming in mind, and he looks yeah. at those and says, "Why would you want to go back and play those when you can play these?" And I completely get it, but obviously it came out wrong. But he does make a good point, and like Uso was talking about. Um, you know, you go back after you're playing modern games and you look at those and you're kind of like, ah, oh, Jesus. 
it's funny that we're talking about that uh, about this because when I finished Blacktail, I'm like, you know what? I never played Max Payne probably like one or two hours because during the 360 era, it was so packed of games. And when yeah. I decided to play Max Payne 1, I'm so used to pressing the left trigger to actually aim and the right trigger <laughs> to shoot. And all of a sudden, Max Payne started triggering the that slow, uh, what is it called? The bullet slow down or anything the like bullet that? Time. Yeah, the bullet time. And I'm like, no, what is this? And I'm like, <laughs> so I have to go to the option. <laughs> and I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, configure <laughs> all the buttons. I'm like, I can't play like this. I had to change that light. It took me a while. It took me a while. What um what Max Payne game was it that was set in Brazil? Is it Max Payne four? Or three? three, it's only three parts. So you got yeah, it was the last one. Three. That game is amazing. Like that was so good. I remember no. buying that just on a whim. I was like, oh, I'm, I, you know, I, I enjoyed the old Max Payne's. This one's down to like, it was like eight nine pound or something. It got reduced really quick, and I thought, yeah, I'll pick that up and give it a blast. I could not stop playing it. It was so good. Yeah, remember it's Rockstar, and back in the days, it was actually Remedy who made it. So. I kind of knew they were going to go, <laughs> you know, they're going to go, you know what, let's go full-blown Max Payne action. You know, it's, it's kind of surprising that uh, Take-Two Interactive didn't pick up Remedy to keep them with Rockstar Games, you know. I know. Oh. Right? Sometimes, sometimes I wonder why Microsoft never took them after Max yeah. Payne being a really good game and Quantum Break being a good game. And the Alan Wake, you know. Yes, Alan Wake. They so definitely should have picked him up. I had no idea Remedy did uh, Max Payne. That's crazy. I mean, it makes a lot of sense looking at it now, but yeah, it's uh, Re is Remedy, but it was developed by 3D something. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I forgot. I know it's 3D something Studios. I think it's called. But yes, um, but I'm very surprised that I think they sold that. IP to Rockstar, and that's the reason why Max Payne 3 was pretty much Rockstar. So, yeah, hmm. that, was, that was a really good IP. But like I said earlier, I'm very surprised that Microsoft never picked them up. But at the same time, it was a different management, and you know how, um, what is his name? Um, God, geez, Phil Spencer, no, the other one. Matrix. <laughs> matrix. Yeah, whatever his whatever his matrix is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Don Don Matrix. There you go. Yeah, Don Matrix. Yeah, that's why he, I I couldn't you know I couldn't remember because he did so wrong that it's like he's very forgettable. So, <laughs> there wasn't yeah. enough TV. Uh, in <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, not not too much. You know, not enough TV on Quantum Break. I guess too much game, not enough TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, he managed to kill a console launch, didn't he? He really well, didn't help himself. You know, and it's like I think Xbox would have recovered had PlayStation not immediately just fucking went in and intercepted the ball because that's what it was. If PlayStation yeah. wouldn't have capitalized on everything they did wrong, because you remember it was in June of twenty, it was June of twenty thirteen. It wasn't at at the launch window yet, but you still had people, um, you know, getting pre-orders and stuff. And so they said, "Hey, it's going to be five hundred dollars. It requires the Connect. 
you cannot play video you can't play games um offline you have to do the 24-hour check-in and oh, nowadays wow. we don't care about the check-in but back then it was a big deal you, you can't know share. and oh it's all about tv and of course playstation is like oh you just here's how you share the game you know and the two guys hand in the game you know and they're like that's how you share games on playstation and oh you know you can buy the little camera but it's extra you don't need it and our system is 399 instead of 499 like theirs and it's all about games and of course everybody went you know what was stupid is the idea they had on the xbox for sharing games was so much better than what playstation was looking to do but they just don't get their message across at all it really was an xbox (laughs) thing so the thing they would announce they announced um it was on like an article straight after their E3 presentation. Why you wouldn't say this on stage is just bonkers. They were going to set it up so you could have seven friends or like a group of seven. And then if one of you bought a game, two of you could play that game at the same time from only owning one copy. And then if someone else in the seven bought a copy, that means four of you could be on at a time. But all seven of you had access to the game. So if it was a single-player game or an online multiplayer, any of the seven could be on, but only two at a time for each one copy of the game you bought. But yeah. then if it got to the if you were the guy who owned the game and you came on and you were the third person, it would kick one of the other two off then to allow you to play because you were the one who purchased it. And it was like, that's such a good idea to like game share. But then yeah. as soon as they said, "Oh, we're not doing the constant online thing." They announced they're killing that idea, and they'll. Uh, they said they were going to announce something similar in the future, and obviously they've just never gone back to it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. well, <laughs> well, Jenna, you know what? I'm going to let you borrow, you know, uh, Resident Evil for up oh, one hour. Come on, Sentinel, you're next. <laughs> Everybody's going to be <laughs> under, under a timer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like an hour, you know, an hour a piece. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, 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 I don't know. I, I had to digest that, even though I did feel a little bit like we, like the way he said it, like we were dirt. I remember when Jeff Keighley was like, so how, do, uh, what about people that play old games? And he was like, well, we do have another product called the 360. What? I, I felt like, I'm like, what? It's because Don, it's it's because Don Metric wasn't a gamer because he's a businessman just like Jim Ryan, and so he doesn't he doesn't oh, know brother, what to tell yeah. people. You know he doesn't know what to tell people. That's what it was. The reason for that is on the same show they had just shown off a new Xbox 360 that was designed for people who don't have the internet connection. So it doesn't have it was like the brand new version, wasn't it? Like the weird looking 360 that I've never seen in person. But yeah, yeah again. As soon as he said that, it just makes him look like a complete asshole. And they were, he was not good at explaining himself. That's it. It's, it's <laughs> funny because Jim Ryan essentially said the same thing, but he just said it in like a way better PR way. Yeah. We believe in generations. <laughs> and people were like, yeah, generations. <laughs> and they're still cross-gen. Yeah, you know what? They, they, they got to they gotta be brothers because like, well, brother... Um, soon I know pretty soon I'm gonna get promoted. So, how do you do just to kill the the console? And surely no, he took pretty much the you know his brother Don Matrix you know script and place it for PlayStation. But I, wow. yeah, you damn, know, no love uh, for PlayStation. You know, you know, it took you know, 
it it just it just took time. He knew like you know what, as long as um, Sean Layton, uh, you know Sean Layton is here, just write your whatever essay, especially from whatever that guy was from Twitter that created that Star Wars essay, whatever it is. That's uh, Willie Gaber. Yeah, so you know he probably did that essay. You know. Dear Sony, I took this from my brother, and I and I thought it was good, so I'm gonna change some wording, like Uso said. He, you know, he's trying to make it really, really nice. So let's use generation when he was like, you know what? That's all that piece of crap. You know, game that looks all pixelated and 18 bit that nobody plays. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think a lot of wording. Yeah, he's um. Speaking of Woody, I just want to touch on that because yeah, he's he's had a lot of flack this last week. <laughs> this week for his essay. Last week, take the whole month. <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah. So I've, I've spoke to him a few times. I've even played a few <laughs> games. With him. He's actually he's actually quite a nice guy. But then on Twitter, I think he doesn't come across the best. So a lot of people just get this impression of who he is. But if you actually speak to him privately or message, you know, message him or chat to him, he's he's all right. But yeah, on Twitter, he, he just comes across as the most hardcore fanboy, ready to jump on stuff. And yeah, yeah it's a shame. No it's a nice wonder, guy as well. No wonder there's a game dedicated to him. And I saw it on the Xbox, and I saw it on the phone, and I know it's on PlayStation. It's called The Old Man's Journey. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <him. laughs> I agree. Will, Will is a good guy. <laughs> but he goes, he goes into goblin mode when it comes to Twitter and yeah, uh, consoles. Um, I think I should touch on what I've played this week, really, shouldn't I? Because I haven't actually said anything. Um, I'm very excited this week because it's WrestleMania week, so I've been hammering when I get any time WWE 2K23. Um, GM mode is like crack to me, I cannot stop playing that mode, and I managed to hook one of my mates into there. So I've got a group of mates who I always game with and do board games with in real life and stuff. And I've been saying to them, this game is is like a board game, but on your Xbox. Where you do, a, you know, like you have the little cards and the power plays and stuff like that. But it's also like football manager. And or if I guess for you guys, it would be more like Madden GM mode. Um, yeah. We run, run a club and buy players and sell them and do a draft and all that stuff. And I, my mates come over and he's like, I'll have a quick go with you on the way home from work. And that was about 5 p.m. And he was there till nearly 1 a.m. And I was like, mate, you've got to leave now. You've got work in the morning. And he was still like, oh, we'll do one more week. And then I'll go, we'll do one more week. And in the end, I, I had to kick him out to get him <laughs> home so that he would actually get up for work the next day. But tomorrow, uh, he's back over and another friend is coming over. So we're going to do a free play at GM mode. And I know what's going to happen. The week after, we're going to have to restart again when someone else wants to play. And we do a four-player GM mode. Um, but yeah, that game is excellent. They've really improved on it from previous versions. I remember it was about three years ago they released that one that was just a broken shambles at launch. Did any of you play? Was it the number 20 was it? WWE 2K20? That's the one if you Google it. It's just glitch after glitch. It's such a bad game. That was the one with Brock Lesnar on the cover? Yeah, yeah. 
You know what? These sports games need to go for a more realistic thing. Like in between the games, you know, you go to the nightclub, you get in a fight, you get arrested, and then there's a huge fucking <laughs> thing and you get suspended for four games or some shit if you don't win the fight. But if you <laughs> win the fight, you know, then they're like, oh, you're not suspended. You're good to go. <laughs> there's a game called Legends of Football where you run yeah. a small football club in the UK. And then when the guys, the players stop training and finish training or they finish the match, it turns into that. So you you got to let like your players go out and have fun and recoup. But they go to clubs, they get in fights, they get in the press for the wrong reasons or have affairs, and you've got to try and manage them and stop them, basically nice. ruining their lives off the pitch. Yeah, it's really See, fun. It's such a that's, bizarre that's, game. That's what we're missing, you know. See, right there. <laughs> but that's like that's like real. One. That's like realistic, you know. <laughs> Funnily enough, no teams would let them use their licenses to be in the game. <laughs> so that's the trade-off. I see. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've also been playing Sp Spider-Man Remastered as well. Mm. That's a really good oh, game. Nice. Have you that. played uh, Miles Morales? Or no, no, I, I got a PS5 about must be about a month or two months ago now, and I'm working my way through that. So I've played God of War, a uh, bit of Demon Souls, uh, completed Stray. Yeah, I've been I've been on a lot of games there recently, and yeah, I got Spider-Man Remastered and Horizon. What was the first one? Zero Dawn, isn't it? Yeah, Zero Dawn. Yeah. 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 I really like Horizon, considering everyone shits on it so much compared to the other <laughs> games. It's but not bad. It's basically PlayStation's version of Far Cry. That's what it is. Pretty yeah, much. It's really good. However, <laughs> Far Cry Primal. The Last of Us. The gameplay in The Last of Us is god-awful. Like, I really, I'm enjoying the story and the cutscenes, but the actual play in the game bit is... It's oh, I hate it. It's so bad. Uh, are you on Last of Us, the first part, or uh, have you played yeah, the, the first one? So I'm playing The Last of Us 1, and I've already bought number 2. So I have to push oh. myself through 1, because I know I already paid for 2. <laughs> the gameplay in 2, I'm just going to say, is a lot better than the first part. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm going to persevere. <laughs> I also think the story is better in two, but you know, I'll I don't say it publicly. <laughs> I'm sure no one will share this. It's fine. You know what? And no, no spoilers. But for those of you that have played The Last of Us Part Two, when it goes to California, it kind of had uh, Sarah Connor and Terminator vibes. With uh, with Ellie, she was like Sarah Connor. You know how Sarah Connor was in Terminator Two? How she was real hardened and vicious and shit. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Don't spoil like, it. No, I, I'm not. I'm not. And I'm not going <laughs> to tell him. But it's like it gave me those vibes, and I was like, "Wow, this is badass." Yeah, yeah it was a bit really good yeah. story. Yeah, it's really good. I, I loved. I loved part two so much. The Last of Us Part One. I didn't have the same. You know, um, what's uh, what's the word for liking something? Uh, Oh, you didn't have the same, same feeling. You didn't yeah, have I didn't have the feeling. same feeling as you know OG Last of Us fans. So, yeah, well, The Last of Us is about a father and a daughter. That's essentially what it's about. You know, whereas Part Two is about revenge. Obviously, you know. Yeah. It's it's weird. Like some games connect with people, and then it just becomes a massive thing. Like. I always used to laugh at Stray when he was like nominated for Game of the Year and stuff. And I'd look at it and I was like, yeah, it's a game where you're a cat. It's just the most stupid thing ever. <laughs> um, my daughter played it. Uh, she's uh, four years old and she was loving it. 
Um, and she was like, it's so easy, she could play the first half of it. And then it gets a yeah. bit more difficult. So she stopped playing. So I finished the game off, and that's where the story really kicks in. And then the last 10 minutes, oh, I was close to crying. I was, it's something about the game has got me. You're playing this game where you're a cat. And you bring yeah. in the lights back to the world. Oh my god, I was ready to go. I don't know this what happened. Why <laughs> were you craving to buy a cat for your own? I've got a cat and I've never oh. really been a, I've never really been a cat person. So I've got a cat and a dog, and I've always shown my dog a lot of love, and the cat just exists in my house. That's how I've described <laughs> it to my wife. But after playing stray, my my cat's my boy. You know, I give him a smooth every time I pass him. I'm feeding him, making sure he's okay. <laughs> Thank you for changing the world, little guy. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Your pure yeah. love to uh, to human beings is great. Oh, it, you know, it was a great game. I'm um, I was pleasantly surprised after shitting on it for a year. So I must apologize to everyone who liked it, and I was telling them how <laughs> stupid they were. The game's great. <laughs> so I think we better move on to. We haven't really got topics on this show, but there was one thing I said we would talk about as a topic: is what games are everyone looking forward to this year? So start with Sentinel. I made him go last last time. <laughs> is there one or two games that stick out for you, Sentinel? You mean as far as this year? I mean, there's a lot of them, actually. But, I mean, as far as me personally, damn. You know, I say, uh, I know a lot of people are all about Starfield, and a lot of people are really looking forward to it. But out of everything that's launching this year for Xbox, I would have to say my number one is going to be Forza Motorsport, just because I'm a big Forza fan. Um, and I do like the Forza Horizon games, but there's just something really special about Forza Motorsport, you know, especially with them going all out making sure it has ray tracing and it has um you know it's going to be 4k at 60 obviously probably with ray tracing and um i mean ever since i first started playing the franchise you know with forza motorsports 6 you know i've loved it and that's that's my most anticipated game i would say my second one is redfall just because with redfall they said um oh it, you know it leans more towards far cry then Left for Dead, and I was like, yes, because I loved Far Cry for years. Now, Far Cry 6, of course, was kind of disappointing, but when Far Cry was at, was at its peak, I really loved the franchise. So hearing that Redfall leans in that direction, I was like, yep, it's definitely one of my uh, most anticipated titles this year. Yeah, you played, played the, the, uh, uh, played the new DLC for uh, Horizon 5. Oh, didn't it just come out today? Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, yeah the I, I did get the uh, I did get the season pass. I played the Hot Wheels thing. I have not played the rally thing yet, so I'll probably be doing that this weekend after I complete my the second playthrough of uh, RE4. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm going to be starting that DLC this weekend as well. I've seen some gameplay from uh, Wandering Dutch has been sharing. Yeah, and it looks amazing. It's old school rally where it's got the um, instructions that come up at the top of the screen, like you used to get in the Colin McRae games. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, right. that's nice. And that it. helps too. Yeah, and the, yeah, the, he's actually pretty good at those games too. I saw his gameplay clip. I was like, dang, this guy <laughs> must have done a little bit of rally racing in real life. <laughs> I, you know what, and it's like you, you miss that because like with Dirt 4, you still had the old school rally racing feel, but with Dirt 5, they completely abandoned that. And so it's nice to see that come back with Forza Horizon 5, you know? 
It's really nice. Looking forward to it. I remember, it was, I think it was in the summer last year, me and Boba Fett Gaming got into a bit of a thing on Twitter where, you know, you can set certain time trials and it recommends who you should try beat. He yeah. kept recommending each other for us, so I just kept going and beating some of his times, and then he would post that he beat some of mine on different tracks. We just kept trying to outdo each other. So we're nice. never actually racing each other because he's in Australia or New Zealand, and I'm in the UK, so the time zones don't match up. But every time we log on to Twitter, like 12 hours apart from each other, we'd see one of us has beaten the other and have to get back on and go again. Nice. I was doing that when um, with the Need for Speed. Uh, what was it? Need for Speed Hot Pursuit when it when they remastered it. There were different guys, you know, we all follow on Twitter that are playing the hell out of it. And I'm always trying to beat some of these guys' times. Some of them are crazy, though. I was like, Jesus, how the hell did they run it in like 38 seconds or something? Hmm. It's definitely pretty cool. What about you then, Shadai? What are you looking forward to this year? Oh, my goodness. Um, at first, it was uh, One Piece Odyssey. Because I, I'm like... I like I, I like anime, but then again, I never got the chance to buy it because when once I heard that the space remake was gonna come out, so I never bought it. But then when the star, you know, after game after game releases, then we have that show from Xbox and all that. I'm I'm with Sentinel. Everybody's actually looking for Starfield. And you know you got my uh, Minecraft Legends and Motorsports and Redfall. Redfall does not interest me so much because even though they say it's like Fire Cry, I still gonna see it like uh, Left 4 Dead. As much as they're trying to say it, I'm gonna still gonna look at it like Left 4 Dead. But what interests me the most are actually two games the iron uh, shout out to the iron lords but um they show one of the games that i was actually waiting for it but they delayed it i don't know if it was for uh, one extra month or something like that and it was lord of the rings Gollum. i'm a lord of the rings fan and when i saw Gollum, i'm like i really want to play that I really wanted to know his actual story. We usually know like the Frodo's and the and the Gandalf or whatever you want to call it. But then again, we had Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War, um, Shadow of War, and you know that was the story. Actually, that's a that's actually a prequel to the main story of Lord of the Rings. Now, since we got Gollum we could get to focus on his story on how from i know i read it a little bit on this one how um how a hobbit became a golem like that so i yeah. really want to so i really want to know that story and this one with the after the tech demo and all that and when this studio actually decides to use the full power and features and whatever you want to call it. I wanted it to see it to the max. Whatever that Series X come with, you better utilize every bit from that console. And that will be Hellblade 2. 
after seeing the technology of using Unreal Engine 5, that is bananas. And the thing is that it's only Ninja Theory. Remember, uh, on that labs is utilizing the same thing for State of Decay 3. Then we have an exile, and that's another thing that I wanted to know because supposedly that's going to be an FPS game. That's just a rumor, but it has been, I remember months ago, and I think a year ago, um, I forgot the, the, the owner, the owner of an exile, Fargo. I can't say Wells Fargo because he's not a bank. No, <laughs> yeah, his last name is Fargo. Yeah, he, he said, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> I know he's not a bank, but he said that he was interested. I know he did Wasteland, but then he was like, "I would like to try an FPS," and I know he tweeted that, and I was looking for it, and I'm like, "Very interesting," but it's gonna be. I'm not gonna say similar, but more of like um like avowed i mean I, you know he's talking about fps this one is different but it's like when obsidian say i want to make a vow it's part of pillars of eternity but is in another part of the world so his yeah. was like so he's like you know what mine is an fps but it's on the wasteland world but different you know what i mean it's part of it but it's different I'm like you know what i'm looking forward for that fps too. <laughs> but right now hellblade 2 hellblade 2 yeah they uh they pretty much only did the arpg mm -hmm. uh games because of funding so yeah now that they have you know the backing of xbox and microsoft they can make whatever game they really would like to make you know and it's really exciting mm -hmm. to see i'm looking forward to the showcase in june no I, I agree with you because then again there's one there's one studio that haven't said anything the only thing that we know is a third person adventure and that's compulsion games creators yeah. of uh we happy few and that's something that interests me too on what they did but the last time i saw it on Twitter, it was because I think they were trying to enlarge, uh, they're trying to make the studio a little bit bigger, you know, because, you know, common, like, I'm I'm with Vinny right there. Once you get Microsoft money, forget the, forget the project. <laughs> Let, let's start, let's start, you know, making the studio bigger. So, you know, forget the project later. So, yes, yes, Hellblade 2, whatever Compulsion Games is going to bring to the table. I'm looking forward for Avowed, Fable, Everwild, if it ever actually comes out since, you know, since all yeah, this. Who knows what that is now? <laughs> probably ever. That's why it's called Everwild. Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah, ever. Right. Yeah, so no. You call it Ever Troll. Yeah, Ever Troll. <laughs> right. Well, you what know, I'm... wasn't there an article from where Rare said they weren't even sure what Everwild was supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that doesn't help speculation because now people are like, oh, shit, Rear, what are you doing? Well, I think the main guy kind of left and he was like, you know what? Let's scrap the whole thing and do it from scratch. And I'm like, whoa, hmm. that was bad. You know, if I think if that was one Xbox project by itself, I wouldn't have been as concerned. But they've done that with what they did that with Halo Infinite Story or some shit like that. 
They yeah. scrapped it, and then they had to go back and do it over. And it's like, come on. I'm glad they did. Yeah. What, well, they, what it sounds like when because Joseph Staten did an interview, didn't he? And he when they brought yeah. him back, and he said about what the state the story was in, and they were trying to bring craft in and all this stuff into it, and just random yeah. stuff. And he was like, "Yeah, get rid of all this shit. You don't need any of this. This is what you need to focus on." Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, compulsion games. I think the only thing I've heard about their game was Phil Spencer. I think it was last year in an interview when he was asked about his most anticipated game or something, and he said it was one he'd played at Compulsion, but they're not ready to show it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means it's uh, might mean it's a uh, pre-alpha at this point. Yeah, which also and means I... what have they been doing since we happy for you? They just been chilling for a few years, holding <laughs> interviews, new people. Right. See, it, it connects. That's why I say we happy few. So we're, ha- you know, we're few people that are happy that we're not going to show you anything. So, it's like, so, you know, I'm actually looking forward to it, but I hope this year they're actually going to show it. I think with the bigger size, they probably had to, like, reconstruct, uh, reconstruct their whole studio and all the positions. And just because they went from, like, a small indie studio to, like, now a triple a budgeted studio and yeah obviously with that comes a lot of changes well right now i know i think they only have 80 people and they said it that they don't want to hire that many so it doesn't have this and they never said the three for three but you know you want to keep it at minimum (laughs) so you could actually work easily instead of having 500 you know employees under you and then you're going to have all this art you know headaches yeah. Uh, unless if they use that money to create a different studio so one will concentrate like let's say that third person adventure game that they were talking about and that was a PR community manager that said that and another one could actually probably say you know what let's make we happy few too and this studio is going to be actually focusing on that one so I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to actually separate, you know, or create two different studios for different things. That's that's definitely possible. Well, you know, and with, with Compulsion Games being quiet for such a such a long time, and with it being a small studio, um, their, their last game came out in, what, 2018, 2019, something like that? I, I think something like that, if I'm not Yeah, so, so they've had four years to really work on it. And um, you don't really have to have a big, you don't have to have hundreds or even thousands of developers to make a quality game. You just need to give talented developers time. So, I mean, hell, they could, Compulsion Games could essentially shadow drop something this year, Ooh. this summer. They, they could because they've had time. Yeah. And, um, I mean, if they had 80 and they pumped out We Happy Few and they were able to make a quality product... Um, with the with the amount that they had, you give them four years and they can pump out something else. And I think that's, I wanna I wanna say that I would be not, I would not be surprised if they shadow drop something just like um, they did with Hi-Fi Rush this summer. I just hope they don't do that very so often because then after that we're gonna end up expecting every year that they're gonna <laughs> shadow drop something. You know, it was a good Hi-Fi <laughs> Rush, but you don't want to do it way too constant and then yes, all of a sudden like yes. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I completely get that. It's not it's not the first time Xbox have shadow dropped a game either. It's just 
that was the first time they've done it in a little show. Like you kind of used to kind of expect it at E3 or there'd be a beta or something. And you can now try the multiplayer now or something like that. Because this was just a game nobody knew about, completely off the radar. That's a, a show that was in their main event. And it's, yeah, here we go. Go try this. <laughs> Man, Hi-Fi Rush is so good as well. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's say if they make another one, they don't do it at E3, but they might do it at Gamescom. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be great. Be great if it was Project Mara. I've been looking forward to that from Ninja that's Theory. Another, that's another one. And I think that's the reason why they showed that tech demo for that particular reason. Yeah, they Do showed we... a bit of that game on there and it looks the graphics look insane on it where they reconstructed Ooh. part of their office and the kitchen and stuff. Do we know how many people are working on Project Mara from Ninja Theory? No, I think I that was think so. I, mean, I think that sure. was more of a of a demo. Well, no, they only showed Project Mara, and that was pretty much it. So I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know it was a like a black screen, and then it was a Project Mara. I think we only had an audio on that on that time. Gotcha. Remember, I think they're more into yes, um, the visuals. You know, this look great, whatever. But we have noticed how they're doing things now is not more about visuals now they're trying to utilize the audio that's why they keep saying when you play hellblade 2 use your headphones why because we hear all these things and we believe we're actually like we're going crazy because yeah. it, it sounds so good so <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised that project mara which he's i think they say is a horror so they're going to utilize the audio to the mat and we're gonna get scared i'm like wow i hear the wall some type of fight or whatever the case may be or the bed making some you already know what sound it is <laughs> you know mara, mara's gonna be a blind girl so you play the whole game blind and you have to navigate from hearing oh no, no. i hope not no not with the graphics they've shown, what a waste that would be. <laughs> I know, right? They're like, you are blind and you have to navigate this whole world using your hearing only. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Yeah. You're ah. playing as Helen Keller. I found the first Hellblade game quite scary because of the audio. If you play it in the dark, all the lights off, and you got that, uh, the voice from Hell speaking to you and then the multiple voices and stuff. That game took me a lot longer to finish than it should have. Just because I kept stopping every hour or so and then I'd go play something else for a while and then go back to it. It's no, such I, a good game as well. Yeah, I played it at night too, but I, I didn't have that same experience. Like, oh, you know, I'm hearing, the, you know, something is behind me or anything like that. But when you're really into the game, the audio yeah. actually gets into you yes you start looking around like is this me or whatever but yeah i i they're the masters on of you know trying to mess around with your brain and listening to music so i think they're going to use a lot of the audio when project mara whenever decides to release but but at the same time i expect ninja theory to do two things after Hellblade 2, if you have, I know people, I know they're not going to like this, but remember, they released, um, damn it, that, that, uh, the Overwatch that, clone. yeah, the Overwatch one, I, I forgot, I really what like that Bleeding game. Edge, Idol Rival. yeah, Bleeding Down the Edge, 
So, anyways, <laughs> no, I know he's bleeding edge, but see, if they do okay, they do Hellblade 2 and all that. I wish for them to take their time because remember, they said they have two different teams, but if you have one team that will dedicate their time to at least remake um, Enslaved. Odyssey to the West, yes. Yes. That game and a sequel to it? Oh, my God. That game is going to go bonkers. Because remember, they did, and, and I can see that because remember, they made the DMC when he was, uh, <laughs> uh, what, uh, whatever that's called. Uh, you know, with the neon filled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot the. I'm thinking of Nemo. I don't know why I say I'm thinking of Nemo, but the emo. There you go. The emo. The emo Dante. Yeah. So they definitely need to bring back uh, Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Yes. Just for trip, if nothing else. Oh. But that's what I, that's what I'm saying because. Now that we're talking about Hellblade 2, right? And, you yeah. know, that's something that we're waiting for. If I ask you, okay, Hellblade 2, let's go by the rumors. Supposedly, it's going to release at the end of this year. How long mm. is it going to take them from that Hellblade 2 until Project Mara? I mean, look at Insomniac. They're pumping out games right and left. Yes. And I, and I expect that from Ninja Theory if they commit to that. You won't get it from Ninja Theory, though. It's different management. Yeah. No, I mean, if, the closest but I mean, like, if they committed to that, like, let's say, um, like I said, a set, that second team, if they committed to that, like, you know what? We it doesn't matter, here. though. It doesn't matter because it all comes from the top. See, Phil Spencer allows people to take their time. And Jim Ryan is like, nope, you better have it in 18 months. That's how it is. So that's why a PlayStation studio will work faster than an Xbox studio. Because if Phil Spencer was Jim Ryan, half a 343 would have been fired. I'm just saying. True. That, that's true. <laughs> it, would have, it would have been done way before, you know, Phil Spencer actually took over, but... <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, you know, because you, you, you look at, like, the how, how some of these studios have faltered and how they talked up the initiative, and then, oh, the initiative has eight people working for it, and they had to have... The help of Crystal Dynamics, yet they don't acquire Crystal Dynamics. There's just there's been so many missteps with Xbox. It feels like they're going in the right direction, but they're making too many mistakes. They're just not efficient enough. But that's because remember they their mistakes always been, which I give credit to Phil Spencer because he said it. We are releasing games or announcing games way too early. That was yeah. their problem. Example: Crackdown Three. So. Yeah. Um, so that that's something that even though okay, I wouldn't be surprised or you know, like let's say if Ninja Theory was like, you know what, we have this project, but I would love to remake let's say Enslaved. Yeah. You're like this will actually inspire us, maybe a sequel or maybe this project that we have, you know uh cooking in here but the thing is that we want to know how 
the Xbox community or the PC is going to react to this or and we'll take that to that one. As as but. far as far as Ninja Theory goes though, I kind of feel like their little their little card that says, "Hey, you can take one chance with the game." They kind of wasted that on Bleeding Edge. So as soon as even if Hell even if Hellblade 2 is good, they were like, "Hey, we want to take a chance." No, no, no. You already got your Bleeding Edge. No. Sit down. Hellblade 3 <laughs> is what we want. That's all you get to make. <laughs> and you you have you have to earn that card after you make Hellblade three. So I'm sorry, no. It's a shame <laughs> that Bleeding Edge was just dead when it arrived because it's actually quite a solid game. Like the mechanics, well, it, it was a really good game. And it didn't it even get mobile. they didn't even get to um they didn't even get to reveal it. It was leaked like the day before. Someone went to their car and had it on their iPad. <laughs> you remember? You remember? It leaked all over the internet, and I was like, oh Jesus. Also. also the reason why it, de- it died was because there was no content to release yep. too quick. Was- yeah. Yeah. But remember, Enslave was well received, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Phil Spencer would say yes to it. So that that probably yeah. could help too. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I uh, with, with the ending of Enslave, though, I don't know that it, you could have a sequel. Probably well, there were. You'd have to yeah. you'd have to retcon it essentially, or change the ending a little bit. You could you could make a prequel on how everything went downhill. You know, went apocalyptic. You know what I mean? So they could have a prequel like that. Yeah, but it, it was the it was the uh, the teamwork between Trip and um, the protagonist. I don't even yeah. remember his name. Monkey. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> Monkey. Okay, so it was Monkey. Trip and Monkey. It was their it was their teamwork that made the game memorable. You know. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't, I mean, you could have it without him, but you'd essentially have to replace Trip with another female that he encountered before that. I wouldn't say that, because remember, she was talking about her father, but you could have Monkey there, probably for whatever happened to him. You know what I mean? So Trip could be there, probably her father was doing something else. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't remove Trip out of, you know, you know, it, and it, and I know people who watch Dragon Ball are gonna understand this, but it feels like, like Monkey was Goku and like Trip was <laughs> Bulma. That's exactly how it felt, because Trip was tech savvy and Monkey was um, stronger than her, and he he was a little he was a little uh, stupid, I guess. <laughs> and I mean, he's just a guy, basically. He's just a guy, but he's not tech savvy like her. So yeah. relative to her, he's stupid. You know. No. But she's smaller, and she's still capable, but she's mm-hmm. smarter. So with, with the whole Dragon Ball, because, yeah, Enslave was real popular when it launched, but we have Dragon Ball coming out of our eyeballs right now. Mm-hmm. So having Enslave launched and be in a marketplace where there's so much Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super, it would be a hard sell, even though people love the game. Now that we're talking about Enslave and all that, there's another game that actually came up to mind, and I know everybody's going to agree to this one, and that will be Black Myth Wulong. Yeah, that, that looks great. That looks great, and that's another yeah. game that I'm actually looking forward to it. What about you? Another game to kick my ass, just like uh, Wulong Fallen Dynasty is at the moment. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was hard. Uh, just I mean... Mental. I'm not. I'm not as much of a fan of games that are gonna beat the shit out of me. You know, um, I might try it, but I try to keep it where I know I can at least beat the game without dying like three hundred times. So, you know, 
Just so, just remember, it's not that it's hard. It just our mental mind thinks it's hard, but it's not <laughs> actually hard. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It looks it looks beautiful as well. The graphics from that boss now, fight. Now there's insane. a different way. Now there's a difference between when you have you know uh, having problems you know mentally to something that you're a masochist. <laughs> because, right. Yeah, because I, you know you play too many punishing games. I'm one of those. I'm like I don't want to play this anymore, but I ended up coming back again like an idiot. So I'm like, eh, it's good, you know, it's punishing, but I still gotta go. You know, I don't like it, but I have to go back again. Right. There's some. There's some Pinocchio game. What is it? Um, that's coming. Lies of Lies of yeah. There you go. That yes. um, a lot of people are talking about, but it looks. It looks to be hard. Yeah. yeah. Isn't isn't that. that isn't that an exclusive though? No. It's Game Pass day one. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I mean I, I think all these titles coming to Game Pass is great, but how are you gonna I mean it's it's hard if that family pass forty dollar thing in the in the United States, if that's true, Jesus. I don't know how you're gonna justify that. I think the reason why they mentioned, since I know we're drifting down to the Game Pass price, and that's because they're trying to remember, why are they mentioning that? It's because of the Activision situation. Because now it's going to expand more. That's the reason why they're trying to save $40. I didn't but tell I... them to buy Activision. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they could have kept... Activision could have stayed with Bobby Kodak. I don't give a shit. See, yeah, but I'm the one who gave him the money. I just uh, only gave them, I only gave them seventy bucks, so they're trying to right, put it right, right. <laughs> You know, they're the one yeah. who say, you know, I, you know what, let's, let's say it, uh, seventy dollar, you know, seventy, seventy billion dollar when I only gave them seventy bucks. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, right. No, but uh, I think that's the reason why they said that. You know, due to after being approved by the, you know, by Activision and all that. That's a little bit too way too steep. I wouldn't yeah. be yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Twenty similar to Netflix. Remember Netflix they raised their price to twenty. Yeah. So I wouldn't so I wouldn't be surprised. The same thing as twenty, but forty bucks? Who's gonna take that? Nobody. Right. So Well, you remember um what was it last summer they they announced that game. What was it? Games with gold was going up or something, and there was tremendous backlash. And then within oh, like the an hour, dollars. yeah, well, within an hour they walked it back. There was, a, there was backlash because they didn't announce it. <laughs> they tried the yeah. shadow drop. Oh, that's right, price. that's right. But there was there was such a heavy backlash that they said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. So <laughs> if I mean, hell, that could be the case with this. You know, they just want to see people's reactions, and if they see people are like, hell no, then they'll be like, oh, okay, twenty five bucks. Like, okay, thirty dollars. <laughs> hey, I, I'd be game for thirty bucks, man. That's straight. You know. Yeah, I think it'll be around thirty thirty five. The funny thing about the whole Xbox Live Gold increase was around that time you had all the so-called insiders who know everything, all yeah. saying that game Xbox Live Gold is about to go free any moment now. Any and moment they did now, the opposite. Like, free. <laughs> they doubled the price. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> they doubled down. Well, I read somewhere. Um, I know Phil tweeted immediately saying they were they were going to walk it back. But I read somewhere that he hadn't been consulted on it. Just yeah. a different division. It's like deciding oh, yeah, the price up. <laughs> that's that's a hell of a way to find that out, you know. He's like, "What the yeah. hell is going on? Why are they saying this? Oh, well, we were <laughs> gonna do it, and you didn't know about it." 
Oh, shit. Dude, they walk in the room and Phil Spencer slowly turns his office chair around. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like, did yeah. any of you watch that um that documentary where they were on about how they set up Xbox initially? Yeah. The first yeah. Console? Mm-hmm. It's the, yeah. that one bit about the guy who turned off that server. He's like, oh, well, it's not being used for anything. And then Bill Gates messaged him saying, I play solitaire with my friend on there. You need to turn that back on. <laughs> oh, man. That's my dedicated server. What are you doing? What? Yeah. Like, oh, nobody uses it as old games that are not played anymore. We don't really need the server on. And Bill Gates messaged him, like, yeah, I play the games on that server. You need to switch it back on. So. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. That's when you know you've messed up in your job when the guy who runs the entire business is like, yeah, you need to walk the that one back. server he, yeah. he uses himself. <laughs> yeah, he's like, turn it, turn it back on on your way out the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vinny, what games are you looking forward to the uh, rest of the year? Oh man, so many games, but um, starting off with next month, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, and Dead Island 2. I'm going to have to get both of those games. Um, Dead Island 2, man. It looks really good. And it's Unreal Engine 5. So It looks great. Yeah, Phenomenal looking. Of course, Jedi Survivor looks amazing. Uh, that's no, no doubt about it. But uh, for the rest of the year, you know, Starfield. I actually wasn't looking forward to Redfall when it was first announced. But... As time went on and they announced more like gameplay mechanics and also more gameplay, uh, it looks really good. So I'm excited for that title and uh, Forza Motorsport, of course. And hopefully, we see either Fable, Avowed, or um, uh, Hellblade 2 this year. One of those coming out this year would make a, a banger of a year for Xbox. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same with Redfall as well. Um, I think Back for Blood had left a sour taste in a lot of people's <laughs> mouths. And when they showed it, it looked a bit. I agree. They showed it, it looked a bit similar, and it's like, oh, not another, not another one. That's how I felt with Red, with Redfall. That's why I'm like, uh... yeah. I think them recently saying it's more like Far Cry. Yeah, you can do a single player. You can do it online co-op and you can all go the same character if you want and you're not tethered so you can all walk off whatever you want in the open world and do whatever you want that has me more excited for redfall now than it, i was before yeah when they first announced it i was like oh my god i, I loved left for dead but no one has managed to build a game like it just stop <laughs> if if um it's Arcane, right? Arcane Studios that makes Redfall. Yeah, yeah. Yep. If Arcane. they can nail the boss fights and also character abilities and mechanics, oh, it's it's going to be a good game. Yeah, as long as the boss fights aren't like um, Atomic Heart. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> I, I kind of like the boss fights in Atomic Heart. They're really good. But uh, uh, it, it just relies too much on, on melee, you know? Uh, I guess that's true. Especially in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I've, I started Atomic Heart. I, I've started so many games this last month. Because <laughs> I, I work nights now, I have like a week where I won't be able to play any games. And then I'll have a week solid where I can do everyone's asleep in the house. And I can get like a good five, six hours a night in, sometimes more. 
and I'll blast through loads. And what I need to do, is <laughs> I just need to pick one, and do that game, and then pick the next one. Because at the moment, I've got about eight games on rotation and not really finishing any of them. So. <laughs> you, you were in another. In other words, you were on the clock. I'm like, ah, oh, nah, three hours for this. Let me go three hours for another one. Forget it. <laughs> You're exactly. Yeah, I'd be like, right, I'm going to play this game till this time, and then at this time, I'm going to turn this game off and start this game. And I, that's how I'm working at the moment with my games. I still haven't finished Hi Fi Rush because of that. I'm, I love the game, but I'm doing like an hour Same. every few days. <laughs> I haven't finished it either because these games are just coming in too fast and too quick. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, I started I Atomic Heart, thought, oh, this looks amazing. It's really having a bit of fun with it. And then I started Forbidden West, and then I started Spider-Man. I've yeah. got so much on, on the go at when, the moment. Whenever these games come out, I always like sit myself down and play them until I finish it. Like I did that for Hogwarts, Atomic Heart, and Wolong, and I just make sure like I play nothing else, no matter how tempted I am, <laughs> like to switch again because I know I won't finish it if I if I switch. You know what? You know what's horrible. When you see, for some reason, I know sometimes that ever happens to you, and it's like, you know what? Let me go to the Microsoft store, and all of a sudden, you oh. see all these deals, oh. and you're like, oh, oh no, <laughs> and that one, and I'm like, oh, that happens. I, I haven't bought a single game on with through deals this year because I, there's just too many games I want to get, so I'm just oh, like, man. I gotta not buy anything else but these new games. No, and the thing is, see, I bought a game called Blasphemous, and it's like a. Oh game. yeah, that's a good and, game. Yeah, that is a good game. So, but I'm like, oh, I got all this game, but <laughs> you know, I never had one of those that is like eight bits or sixteen bits, but it looks good though. I'm like, oh my god. They're like off to the backlog with you. Oh, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, games that you never got the chance to buy back then. Now, yeah, cheap, <laughs> that's the whole thing. Like, yeah, I'm no. like, oh man, that happened to me last year. Um, I know I went to GameStop to get a Funko. All of a sudden, I saw Bio, Bio Mutant. I'm like, oh, and it was twenty bucks, but you know, it was like. It was like around 40 bucks on the Microsoft store. I'm like, oh my God, I gotta get this. And now it was like right there. So I'm like, oh. I'm like, games that you never get the chance to buy them before. Now you get to buy them now. And plus the Game Pass thing situation. Damn, didn't PlayStation Plus just give Biomutant away for like yeah. one of their games? I held out and I'm glad I did because now yeah. I have it on PlayStation. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Oh, I'm going to go download it in a bit. I didn't realize it was out. I'll chuck it on there. Yeah, I have. I have. I had to buy a physical copy because it was way cheaper than digital when I first saw it. It was still like 40 bucks on the Microsoft Store. So I'm like, no. Uh, Sour! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told them that, that I was... Yeah, I told them that I was here. So, yeah. <laughs> My buddy Sour from XB... I international. Uh, Fimbers added it's not. Oh yeah, I don't think it's been officially announced yet. The fourth, yeah, there's someone leaking it. Yeah, but uh, as of right now, as we all know, there's a lot of games coming out this year, and I hope, honestly, me personally, I hope they put 
more games in in the month of August because remember August it's always been like the slowest month and everybody's yeah. skipping it because usually is um Madden usually it's Madden yeah. in the US all the seasonal games yeah you know, yeah. yeah so it's when all I the hope... kids are off school as well like yeah especially across Europe you have half of July and all of Europe uh, all of August off. The kids need something to play. He just drops some games, for God's sake. <laughs> this kid needs one, too. <laughs> if, if they can drop Alice Fallen in Game Pass in August, I, to, I feel like that'd be perfect. Uh, that game looks... Uh, yeah, that game looks bananas. Woo. <laughs> nice. The game I'm looking forward to, which none of you have mentioned, because uh, I it's a headline-grabbing game. Is uh yeah Barbie Dreamhouse four? No, I'm joking. Um, oh, you gotta say Marvel Snap. I know it's Marvel Snap. No, no, Pikmin four. Oh, ooh. Pikmin four, yeah. Well, I can't ooh, say ooh please. because I've seen it but never got the chance to play it. It looks good. <laughs> but Zelda, I wish to play it. <laughs> UG, UG Pikmin games. No, uh, no. I have, no, the thing is, I, ha- I I had a Nintendo Switch, but my daughter broke her, so I have to give my Switch to her. <laughs> nothing, so I pretty much I didn't end up with nothing. But I did. No, Nintendo is another one. They are bringing it in every year, so I give prize. But I still waiting for. Another F zero. Everybody's with, with oh, this man. Race. all yeah. this racing with four. I hope they save it for their next next console. <laughs> like F zero, that type of title. No, I doubt it because uh, I think on Twitter they. I don't know if this is true, but they showed the uh, special edition of the OLED for the new Zelda. And I think that's gonna bring more sales to it. So I doubt it for the next console. So we'll see, we'll see. They didn't know rush to release the new console, are they? They're just selling even... so many at the moment. No. They're like, dang, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No, and this is the thing. <laughs> F Zero. Sometimes I'm like, when are when is Nintendo is gonna release Mario uh, Mario Sluggers? I love Mario Sluggers, the baseball game. Yeah. All the oh Mario sports games are fun. Oof. The Strikers, I never got the chance to play. Strikers was fun. See, I've not played Strikers. It kind of reminds me of Sega Soccer Slam whenever I see it, because that game was amazing back on the Dreamcast. Yeah, no, Strikers, I used to... When I was a kid, I used to go to the, something... We call it a youth center here, where it's just kind of like a recreational center with, like pool tables and uh, video yeah. game consoles. And I remember yeah. I used to go there when I was a kid and we'd put, like all the kids would play like Mario Strikers. And it was, it was really fun. Uh, like I enjoyed it a lot back then. Yeah, man. Nice. Mario Damn Golf. Games. This one needs to come back. <laughs> I, I know they have Mario Tennis, Mario Striker, but I'm still waiting for that. Uh, Mario Sluggers, F-Zero, I wish they could make another new Donkey Kong game. Yeah, I wonder what they have slated for the uh, their showcase when it happens. Usually that, 
That usually nice. happens on a Wednesday. So let's see how it goes of that same <laughs> week. So uh, let's see. Let's see how it goes. But man, they Metroid Prime 4. I'm waiting for that. God, jeez, yes. Come on now. I think that's the reason why they have the remaster. Because that mm -hmm. means that this year they might... I wouldn't be surprised if they announced it this year and ended up uh, really uh, being released at the end of the year. Like, yeah, it happened, like it happened last time. I think it was Zelda and Mario Del battling out for game of the year. <laughs> that would be great. Pikmin's going to be game of the year this year, okay? Let's, uh, let's get real. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of you try that X? Is it Exo Primer? It's called. Oh, Exo Primer? No, yeah. No. Did any of you try yeah, that? I did. Uh, it, good? Uh, it was good. It was good. I like it. I'm getting it. The, the, despite it coming to Game Pass as well. But uh, it's kind of like. Uh, I don't remember if it was four or five player co op multiplayer mode. And you kind of go through like waves of enemies and do these objectives. Each character has an ability. The cool thing is you can swap characters in the middle of a match. You don't have to wait till the end of the match to do so. And there's a uh, PVP elements to where like at the end of um, all the objectives, you have one final objective to do and you have to finish it while you're fighting the other team you're going against. So. Mm. It's a cool, cool idea, and I think it has a single-player story that'll come out on March as well. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I did not. I didn't get around to playing it or Diablo as well. I didn't get to oh. play. <gasps> no, like I missed out on that one. Diablo Four. How did I forget? Yeah, now I'm looking forward to that. Game. <laughs> See what I mean? So many of them that we keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? and I, you, you, I'm still oh. And this one, oh my god, I, I said that this is one of the games that I wanted it to play. I think it's called, um, the, it's something about the Benedict Fox. Oh, Benedict Fox, uh, Cumberbatch, or... Yeah. The, the last case of Benedict Fox, or whatever it's yes. called. Yeah. <laughs> Cumberbatch, isn't that the actor? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to that one, too. That looked really, really interesting and i think it's coming in april too i think it's april 28 or something like that and i'm like my goodness i want to play that game too i love i love that i can see um when we get to september october time this year maybe uh, a few games are going to look at everything else that's launching and decide yeah february's looking good i might just uh drop out <laughs> to the first quarter of next year <laughs> And just take a little uh, a dip out because there's some big games coming out the second half of this year. Some of the other games gotta be looking at next year and thinking, yeah. I'll just slide it back a bit. And every game that's came out so far has just been really, really good. Like, yes. There hasn't been a, like a mediocre title yet. So that lets you know that even though it's not a good thing to say, but at the same time you have to. That's the good thing of that COVID. They actually dedicated their you know time to the projects, and now they're you know they're receiving the fruit of their of their labor. So yeah. now now everybody's pretty much liking every game you know every game that is actually releasing. So you know apart from Cyberpunk launch, but 
<laughs> you know, that, that the Cyberpunk DLC though might be a game changer. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, games are launching this year and they're just working and not needing yeah. patches. <laughs> yeah, like they, no, they, right. they, well, apart from the last Hogwarts of us on PC. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, that's what I'm saying is that the stuff that we the stuff that we're seeing right now, that's what we wanted it to see from no matter which company nintendo sony or microsoft when you yeah. dedicate time, when you dedicate time to your project like that even though forspoken came out horrible <laughs> that's the only one that i could oh, yeah, yeah that, that, that's the only one for spoken <laughs> jesus i killed that studio <laughs> yeah and it's not for spoken, it's false spoken. So <laughs> <laughs> for broken. Yeah, for broken. So right now we see a lot of good things coming. You know, and there's yeah. we haven't complained about anything. Like, you know what, this one is good, but this one is coming up. But we in every podcast you're gonna end up saying you're gonna end up hearing somebody say, I'm going back to this game again because it was good. So not in good, other words, yeah. you left it that you know, you actually left a mark. On that game, on that gamer, or that player that wants to go back, even though there's a new game that came out, it's coming out soon. But at the end of the day, once we finish that one, we're still gonna come come back for that game. Oh yeah, I forgot. Also, Armor Core Six. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm look, look at that! Look at that! <laughs> look at that! So many games. <laughs> so many games. I keep forgetting about them. It's like you almost need a you almost need like a complete list, and it's like you can't even put all the games that are coming out this year on the list, just like the games that you personally are interested in. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know what? There's tons of them. Last yeah, year you could put all the game anticipated games on like one hand. You know now it's a yeah different story. Now let me ask you this: Now that we're talking about all this game, do you really think? Now that we're talking about backlog, at the same time we're talking about new new games and all that, do you really think it's still worth keeping Game Pass, knowing that we have a really long backlog, probably double the size compared to Game Pass itself? Yeah, yeah. Most of the games I want to play this year are coming to Game Pass, and I've got so many games on game pass that i still haven't finished yet but game pass is my backlog that's the problem see, see <laughs> yeah. me, if i remove if if i remove game pass right now i have probably like 420 games yeah nice like I'll, obviously with like new games you're not gonna get all of them like that. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But it was like the thing with Game Pass. I don't know if you guys have the same sentiment, but like, if I cancel my Game Pass membership and they make an announcement the next like week or month, and then then I then I go through FOMO, like <laughs> fear of missing out, and then I reactivate. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of uh, if I'm gonna play the games or not, you know. Yeah. It allows you to try stuff as well. Like, um, yeah, there's so many games I've played because they're on Game Pass that I probably would never have paid for or bought, True. and I absolutely loved them. Like, um, Narita Boy from Studio Koba. It's one of my favorite games of like the last. It was out two years. It was his two year anniversary today, actually. Um, 
So that game is just fantastic. And I, I stumbled upon it because um, Skillup did a review and he was raving about it. And I was like, oh, okay, it looks interesting. Not really the type of game I play. And then chucked on Game Pass and it was there. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely giving it this a try then. And my God, what a game that is. And they, they've, announced a, they've announced a spin-off now. Um, Harada Her- Girl or something. It's like a spin-off of Naruto Boy. And like, if that's not on Game Pass, I'll be buying that game day one. And that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Game Pass and me stumbling across that game. It's like it's like Vampire Survivor. That's another game that every guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everybody... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go right ahead, Vinny. Go right ahead. I was, I was gonna say with how many, you know, indie developers and even third-party publishers putting their games on Game Pass, it just shows you kind of like the industry and how much they love Game Pass and what it does mm-hmm. for their games. Otherwise, you know, nobody would put their games on Game Pass. Yeah. Especially yeah. day one, you know. Yeah, it's the best thing. Like, and all these arguments, people, oh, the, the devs don't get paid. So, well, you think they put in their games in there for free? You think these developers and people who run studios are so stupid that they look at the deal being offered and go, ooh, we're not going to get paid or ooh, we're going to lose money. Yeah, let's put our game there. Let's chuck it, it on. It's kind of similar to like, you know, a little off track, but it's kind of similar to like uh, how Solar works. It's a win 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 situation. You know, the customer wins, they save money on energy. Um, the comp- the utility company wins because they get tax breaks, mm-hmm. and the company uh, doing the solar wins because they get more customers. The only people that lose are the people that don't go solar, and in this case, the only people that are losing are the people that choose not to buy, uh, get into Game Pass. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that PS Plus is kind of up in this game a bit as well. It's still not for me. It's still not quite on the Game Pass level, but they are starting nah, to add a lot yeah. of games that I, I quite like and I want to pick up. And they, their games seem to be a lot older. They don't do really many day ones, apart from like Tachia they did this month. Um, but there's a lot of games that I've missed or not quite caught up on. I've looked at them like the Quarry and stuff, and I'm like, I'm not sure if I want to pay full price for that. <laughs> and they've appeared on PS Plus, and it's like, yeah, go on, I'll download it and put it in the backlog ready for one day. What's it, like 18 bucks a month for the premium? It came. Oh, yeah. I don't US know. It came dollars, with the console for me, so I haven't. Oh, had to the pay P- the PS Plus Premium. Yeah, it's like eighteen bucks a month. Oh dang. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's like you know, if you're gonna charge eighteen bucks a month, you have to do something a little better than Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. When we heard about this, fifty bucks. That's a lie. That's a lie because the the maximum. I'm not gonna say the maximum, because I seen like in boxing. They they charge almost thirty bucks and you know it's st- they need to work on they still need to work on that application, but like I said, Netflix has a lot of content. The only thing that there is right now is almost to twenty bucks U.S. dollars. Yeah. So that so that Ugh. means if this one's gonna be the that means this one might be the same you know going the same route. Twenty twenty bucks for the ultimate. Why? Because of the Activision Blizzard thing. Because the, you know they're gonna get a lot of money from that Warzone thing and the Warzone on the phone and the Candy Crush, so I wouldn't be surprised that one to be cheap. While the other one, you know, they're gonna generate money, you know, coming from the back door. So, 
We better we better get Candy Crush on Xbox. Otherwise, that's some bullshit right there. You know what? <laughs> Have a good night because no. <laughs> the Jewel no. Three, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a game called Gems War for that. Gems yeah. <laughs> War. <laughs> no, but um, what I see this year is that it's got, they're going. You know, full force with the games. Um, yes, there were a lot of delays, but as we see right now, the delays are pretty much really, really good because the games are actually coming out how it's supposed to be. Um, I'm just, ha I'm just happy this happened. In, 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 the industry needed a little bit of a shake, of a shakeup. Um, reflect, you know, reflect within yourself that you're still talented and whatever you do, you know, it will flourish later, you know, even though some managers are pretty much ass wipes, ass wipes, but, um, but look at now resident, we, at least we got, um, one piece odyssey. We got Death space remake resident evil Four remake. Um, Hi-Fi Rush. Oh my God, Hi-Fi Rush. And now we already got the snippet of Starfield. Now we got the Starfield showcase coming up. Um, I want to see those thousand, you know, those thousand planets that they supposedly uh, promised us. The motorsport, like we talked earlier. Um, I, I, just, I just really, I'm just, I'm just happy that everything is going. I'm not gonna say according to plan, but it's there, so I'm happy for it. Yeah, is the Starfield showcase a separate thing, or is it the Xbox showcase? Yeah, I think it's a separate thing. I, okay. I think they're gonna put them to. It's like separate but together because the way because Aaron Greenberg it's like peanut butter that. and jelly. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Uh, because I know Aaron Greenberg not too long ago he says. Um, you get a duo. It's like he says something like that. He said, um, "Xbox Game Showcase plus Starfield." So that means you get the showcase, but then he goes, he's gonna go straight to to Starfield. So yeah, they might talk about stuff in Starfield very very like basic, but then do like a deep dive right afterwards. Because then they said they had two events back to back. Let, let let me see because I know I saw it not even. I, I didn't. I saw it not too long around. Like, hmm, that that sounds kind of that, that's kind of interesting right there. Oh, of the stuff. Let me see. Uh, yep. Save the date, June eleventh. We have a double feature planned with our Xbox Game Showcase Plus Starfield Direct. Excited to see the work our studios and partner teams you doing to bring this to life. So double feature. So that means we're going to have a back. The way I, my understanding for that is like a back to back. Let's go for the showcase and it goes straight to Starfield. Nice. Very nice. So three hours, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, especially if they, because um, with Starfield, I, I know people still have a lot of questions, you know. So hopefully they can answer a lot of those questions at that event. 
Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. So um I'm one of those when they say a thousand planets, how are they gonna do it? Yeah, I know. That's right? gonna that's huge. Unless there's only one way that they could do it, unless if they're gonna say we um do to the uh, you know if you want to explore or, or you're trying to be a hundred percent completionist are they going to use the cloud storage for that to enlarge that i could see that happen i think some of the planets are procedural aren't they so said they'll, they'll just be procedurally generated planets but then yeah. some will have bits where you go to in certain areas will be handcrafted and that's where the missions and stuff take place mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Really, I, I, I don't perfect. know about you guys, but I'm really looking forward to that new Minecraft game coming out next month. Oh yeah, Legends, Minecraft Legends. Mm -hmm. That looks yeah. I, when they first announced it, I was like, ah, I don't know about this. And then I watched the gameplay. It was last month they released where they showed what the game actually looks like when you're playing it, and it's like a really good RTS game mm -hmm. with a tower defense built in as well. That looks yeah, that's really good. Don't they have another game in the works that's like a um. Like a RPG. There's gonna or be Minecraft that... everything. There's gonna be Minecraft GTA one day. <laughs> yeah. Now First you... in Block City. And remember, <laughs> we have that new Lego that looks like Horizon. 2K. Yeah. Lego 2K. So I wouldn't be surprised Minecraft 3K just to make it higher. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the racing game? Or was that a different one? Which one are you talking about? I'm sorry. The the Lego one you mentioned then is that the racing game or is it yes. another? Lego? Yeah, yeah, that looks great. Yeah, but you know since learn. since it's Lego, so we got Minecraft. It's something similar. They're both yeah. building. So uh, Minecraft 3K. <laughs> I used to play uh, Lego Racers back on the N64. Yeah. So when I saw this new Lego racing game announced, I was very excited. But they've announced you can't share blueprints with friends online. Mm. I don't know. Maybe this time, maybe this time you're gonna be able to do that. I know what that's what they've announced for this one. You won't be able to share cars with your friends or blueprints. Mm -hmm. You can build something that looks amazing, and then you can't share it, which is just stupid. When in 2023, the ability to just share where blocks go should be really easy in the game. <laughs> oh my goodness! But now. Um, what about how do you see changing a little bit of the course? What about that little Japan investigation thing? Do you see it very spooky about that? And I'm talking about the Microsoft ABK situation. I think the timing was brilliant where They've, they've said it, it was it was a day before one hour oh, we need to look into this and then the day after no no we're not even challenging this fine you can go. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, a lot of people assume like it has to do with like um the us or microsoft steel or you know looking into the J japanese uh market but i think it's just nintendo really has a monopoly there so it's Japan FTC was like, oh, you know, it doesn't really change much because nobody yeah. really buys Call of Duty here anyways. <laughs> yeah. The way I saw it, it was like one of those um, cowboy, cowboy um, movies that 
they'll they'll go like face to face and all of the sudden they slap each other like i challenge you <laughs> so that, that, that's what they actually did to japan i'm like i'm gonna challenge you no 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 that's okay we already did phase 1.5 we never went to two we still accept it anyways so <laughs> you know you know i i don't want to go through there but um now the only thing that we're waiting for it, it, it was weird the timing but like everybody said you know everybody said me personally i'm like they were next anyways yeah um the timing the the timing was weird so now i want to know what he's uh going into the never realm for me i don't know about you guys right yeah so now we're waiting on new zealand which i know they're gonna probably accept it no problem you know no problems there but that timing of japan man i think they even had it on um they have it on a timer Six six a.m. United States while everybody's sleeping and it just went automatically just because they don't want to see it. So <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just crazy. Just crazy. I know everybody uh, is tired of it talking about it, but at the same but at the same time, as not only consumer gamers and all that or journalists, if you want to call yourself a journalist like that for people that is watching this, but at least we managed to see the dark side of companies, how they like to, how they manipulate it through the years on how to pretty much damage your competition. So, so sooner or later, like right now, yes, it has been probably 30, 35 years for Sony and I'm very surprised um, that Microsoft is the only one. We're talking about Nintendo did it, never did it. Sega never did it. Microsoft is the only one that was like, you know what? We're going to challenge you. And they went deep, very, very deep waters to pretty to pretty much unmask how Sony operate their thing. And we get to see a lot of things that we were pretty much shot. And of course, we we had that epic, um, you know, epic versus Apple thing that you know they only reveal a lot of the things that we never thought of. So we managed, but now as consumers, now we're gonna pretty much look deeper to how companies are gonna be doing from now on, and especially how they're gonna treat us as customers. And and I know Vinny said and I know Vinny said, remember when they, when the, when Microsoft said that it was going to be a hundred a hundred something dollars and everybody backlash. That's because we are aware of a lot of things. And knowing this happening, now we're gonna go look even deeper to see what's going on. So sooner or later, he's gonna somebody spill is gonna spill more of the beans. So. Even though people doesn't like it, but at the same time, I do love it because it's going to come to light. Even, you know, the, the light is going to get brighter and brighter every single time when something pops to, you know, on Twitter or somewhere else. So let's see. Yeah, there's, a lot, there's a lot that's come out through the ABK deal, but also, like you said, the Epic versus Apple mm-hmm. one and stuff. Like due to, we found out about the cross-gen 
tax from PlayStation mm-hmm. where if your game goes cross-gen, you have to pay them yeah. a percentage of sales on microtransactions they would be missing out on if it was done on PlayStation, which is the most bizarre thing in the world. So it's like, oh, yeah, your game is on Xbox, yeah, but it could be on PlayStation. So if you want us to play across platform, you have to give us a percentage of all the microtransaction money you make because it should have been on our platform. It's kind of their attitude towards it. And then you have the Resident Evil 8 deal, was it, where it says in the contract you can go to Game Pass, etc. and after one year. Um, but whatever price they offer you, you have to tell us, and we can offer you the same and get the agreement first. <laughs> yes, plus. Yeah, it's, it's those stipi- it's those weird stipulations that they They're like in there. Yeah. I thought this was a marketing deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you guys were giving me some money to run adverts what's all this shit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy what they've tied games up into I imagine some of their contracts are like why we don't see certain games ever come to Xbox I imagine it's oh yeah we'll pay you for the rights for this this game for a timed exclusive and then what the people don't read in it's like you get those footballers who have the contract is where it goes I can opt to have five years at any time <laughs> the worst part about it is like well, yeah. we don't know about all of these contracts like right. we're kept in the right. dark if i mean if yeah. if sony said like hey this is our contract you know this is what we're doing i'd be more fine with it because it's like at least they're being transparent and we know but it's just like the it's the fact that we don't know and we don't know why games don't come to xbox we don't know why they don't go on game pass etc etc you know mm-hmm. that's that sucks for example, Exo, Exo Primal, I bet uh, Sony was talking to Capcom, and they, they, and they, had, a de- they had a deal, and they're happy, like, yo, we got a deal, we're going to put it to game, and Sony's looking like, you, you, you're going to put it to where? Gamefly. <laughs> so, yeah. Because I don't want to say Game Pass, like, Gamefly. Oh, that's that's what one of those regulators has picked up actually is this type of thing isn't it where um you know, the american ones where they've the, the congressman sorry it's yeah. not so much the the abk deal what they were saying was there's a trade agreement that says there has to be a parity in digital uh products yeah. between us and japan <laughs> and by sony being able to buy up uh like final fantasy etc it means that they have a digital product advantage for a Japanese company and that's against the trade agreement mm-hmm. the whole anti- it paying... breaks antitrust yeah so the whole Sony paying for exclusives thing is what is maybe going under the microscope next because Congress want to look into it and then Japan will have to do something because it's been brought to the imagine the whole paying for exclusive dies out in gaming in US and Japan that's going to change things <laughs> use it by publishers or you don't get exclusive yeah i think it's because they don't disclose those documents if it's done in japan i think that's the biggest thing like and so it's just like well what the hell's going on you know now um the u.s is finally like looking into it and who knows it might be nothing burger but uh, you know my leads or something yeah it's like how, how can you how do you know if they stick into the agreement if they don't have to publish the documents about the agreement <clears throat> Jeez. Look, even the bird sounds like Jim Ryan when he's crying. So, <laughs> no, sorry, those were my guinea pigs. <laughs> See? Oh, hey, even close. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, Lord I think. Games in the cheeks. 
<laughs> I think Jim Ryan, Jim Ryan is going to – I think he kind of screwed up because now there's a lot more eyes on this situation than mm-hmm. there would have been before. And now people are like, all right, we're not worried about Microsoft. Sony, what are you doing? And Sony's like, ah, oh, shit. Because they've pretty much yeah. been doing shady shit under the table. And, yeah, people can say, oh, they're just business deals. They're just business deals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with that, with that train of thought, you could say, you know, working with the mob is a business deal. It's like it doesn't work like that, you know. <laughs> and they're pretty, they're pretty crooked, so um, they're about to get exposed. And I don't think they're, I don't think they want people to know all the shady shit they've been doing. It's mad when it was released. Some of the games, how much they paid to put into PS Plus. Yeah, it just seems like they didn't like they were trying to launch a Game Pass rival. But they didn't know how Game Pass worked, and they were offering insane amounts of money for just bang average games to yeah. go into PS Plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when they showed how much Game Pass had paid them to have them at launch. It was like a fraction. You know, if they were, if they would have like PS3 games like Infamous in the service, they would do so much better. I'm just saying. Oh, I love Infamous. Yeah. Such a big game. That's a good game. They have some now, don't they? They have some PS3 and PS1 games on there. Well, you you can only stream the PS3 games. You can't download them. Oh, okay. Yeah, Which sucks. sucks. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. And now that we were talking about ABK, we have one last thing, though. Unless you guys have another one. And that will be um, the cancellation of E3. Yeah, oh, it's heartbreaking. Oh, Jesus. It hurts. E3 I've never was been always... to an E3. And so no, me neither. Nice. As a kid, I always wanted to go. It was always Same. one of those things. Like, one day, I'll just take a week out and I'll travel, go to E3. And, yep. Yeah, that dream's gone. Because Jeff Keighley and his shitty face have uh, <laughs> ruined everything. <laughs> I hate that guy. Like, he's you know, just... He does nothing good for gaming. Like the game award is like something that we just didn't need. Like there was loads it's of just different the Oscars awards. for video games. Oh, like it's so awful, right? Awful. Oh, you know what? The, you know what? E, you know what? E three stands for, right? Extinction three. Extinct three times. This yeah, past well. three years, it has been extinct. Oh, That's a shame. <laughs> oh man. They just need to turn it off and on again to see if that is, works. Give it a full reboot. Yeah. Is it like officially done though? Like E3 is officially dead? No, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's done this year. But if it doesn't come back next year, I'd say they're done. No, um, from from the companies that have left, I think the last one was Ubisoft. And they were like, no. And then they decided to go to Summerfest, whatever that uh, Jeff Kelly is doing, Summerfest thingy. So they actually moved from E3 to that one, to the summer fest. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, not for nothing. Yes, I know a lot of people does not like video games awards, but it's all about company morale. Because the thing is, it's like in a movie. So let's say, well, how will you feel? Let's put it this way. How will you feel in a video games awards? And they say, um, and they say, uh, best, you know, best podcast channel of the year, and they say the Jenna. How you gonna feel? Nah, this is just fake. Is that what you're gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> I will graciously accept my award, <laughs> and then I'll unveil under my suit. I have a shirt that says E3 is better than this, and then I'll walk off. <laughs> right. 
take the award and throw it in the trash can and kick his ass and spray paint he, fucking E three on his back. Yep, you gotta yeah, represent he's him. He's gonna put out today. <laughs> Yeah. Almost immediately after E3 said he wasn't coming back, he put out a tweet saying "Summer Games Fest," blah blah blah, and yeah. then he put another one out a couple of hours later saying uh, "E3 has failed to evolve." I saw this years ago. Uh, Summer Game Fest is what E3 should have become all digital. It's like, mate, just let them have their moment. They're dying over there. Just <laughs> did their yeah. life. He sounds he like that guy for... that gave the middle finger. <laughs> Worst E3 goes to E3. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> for being, not for nothing, but this is from being extinct three times and coming back again. So, let's yeah. see. But, it's a shame. You know, I, yeah, I always wanted it to go over there, but at the same time, I'm like, that's kind of cost. It, that yeah. cost to go over there is very high so i'm sometimes he makes me yeah <laughs> yeah and you know the some of the best showcases ever were done at e3 like sony's last showcase with i know a lot of people crap on the whole ghost of Tsushima thing with the flu guy but that was like so good <laughs> you know guy. like that was like you know it was like hella immersed and i think people just didn't get it back then and now like now we just have you know these zoom threes where it's just like an online showcase which is cool but it's you know nothing beats being there in person with like a stage production and like really yeah. going all out probably what would have saved i know a lot of people is not gonna like this idea but i'm like what would make it a bit different maybe something fresh was like okay today's e3 is gonna be in la 2024. Today's E3 is gonna be in Tampa or in Miami. No, hell no. You know what? Yeah. They need they need hey they need to throw caution to the wind and say it's in Detroit. Um open doors. Oh, yeah. You can come in if you want to. Have South that shit Dakota. crazy. <laughs> Detroit would be crazy, I'm telling you. <laughs> This it's like you're in the Burns, man. It's in the middle of the desert. <laughs> it's like you're in New York, here in New York State. So, <laughs> you know. have it in Detroit. Have it in downtown Miami. Have it in Chicago. Have it in Toledo. Have it someplace where they're just like normal people. <laughs> Say the doors are open. You can come in if you want. Everything would be crazy. I'm telling you. Okay, you know what? Let's live in Oklahoma. So when there's a tornado, we just be flying with it. Uh, uh, <laughs> now you know what there's nothing in, there's nothing really noteworthy in Oklahoma so you know I mean wherever there's a spirit of Halloween you'll find E3 you know? <laughs> uh, if, if you're going to have it in the south of uh, America you, if you're going to have it in like the southern part of the United States you need it in like San Antonio someplace that's hopping that's crazy because then you'd have a lot of memorable experiences you'd have crazy people showing up it would be great it'd be a great experience yeah it's Texas like, would be good See, yeah. it's like for it's like for Jenna. I know you. Um, they have Gamescom. It's the same thing. Wanting England, wanting friends, one there, one. You know, they have to change it a little. You know, they have to change it yeah, a little. Yeah. So you know. No, you. Hey, you'd piss off all the English guys, all the guys from UK, and you'd have it in London, and they'd be like, "Motherfucker." <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They do have a big news festival once a year in the UK, and it used to be in Birmingham, and now it's in London. Oh, Jesus. I'm not traveling to London again. Is London like the (laughs) LA or California of the UK? (laughs) 
It's just all companies seem to think, oh, yeah, we need to put it in London. And it's like, well, UK is not that big. You can put it anywhere and people will travel here. The yeah. problem we got with London, like the UK, you can travel for two, three hours and you can get to anywhere in the UK. The problem with London is you can travel for two, three hours and you're still stuck in traffic in London. <laughs> that is exactly uh, yeah. like LA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, like, exactly like New York. Exactly yeah. like New York. Yeah. So yeah, nobody likes traveling to London from outside of London. It's just <laughs> it's congested. Sounds like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, Chicago was the same way. I lived there for years, and it's like if you get stuck in rush hour, you'll be downtown for like four hours. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, trains are okay. You can get a train into London, but it's trains that are really expensive over here. Yeah, like they're stupidly expensive because it's we do. Oh yeah, we have this stupid system where we sold everything off. We privatized everything, like the railways and the electric God companies. And the, but then what we did for the railways was, it's like, oh yeah, we'll privatize it to have competition. But then every section of the country is only run by one railway operator, so there is no competition. <laughs> you all own your own little monopoly across the UK. It's fucking stupid, man. So stupid. But you know what? Though sometimes it makes you see. Sometimes it makes you wonder. The reason why I say that is because PAX is all over the place. You know what I mean? So yeah. since there's no problem by having PAX, one in Boston, one I think is in San Antonio, and the other one is in LA, we might as well do it with E3 also the same way. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. it probably would have been, it would have been a little bit better like that. I guarantee it wouldn't last longer. Like, you know what? It's a different venue, different atmosphere. Now it's, you know, happier. You know, a lot of weird stabbing. No, it's not on that one. <laughs> because, you know, that's how big cities are. But no, other than that, I, 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 just, think, I just think sometimes moving into a different place, not permanent, but moving into different places, your feeling becomes, you know, like I want to go, I want to go again, and whatever. Like WrestleMania. Is. Yeah. Yes. Yep. You should it's have so content. Exciting. You should have content creators fighting and like body slam each other through tables and stuff. It would be <laughs> great. <laughs> I like, I wait for WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. For this thing, like it's so fake, but it's brilliant. No, no, I'm gonna tell you something. I saw in real life. Some are fake, but when they start jumping from the, like from the third core, you know, of the. Oh, they hurt themselves. The yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, real. They, that, yeah, that's yeah. not that's not fake. That's actually real. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's fake as in you know who's gonna win, but the oh, actual yeah. act of hitting each other, throwing yourself around, slamming yourself on your back—that's all real. That shit hurts. Yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah, but I'm I know taking my I, daughter I, in July. She's so excited. She's a yeah, big I, Sami Zayn fan, and he's coming to uh, coming to Wales. So she's. Burning. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Wait, he's gonna be fat? Oh no, sorry. No, you said <laughs> Wales. I thought he's like gonna be all fat. <laughs> no. no, no, sadly not. <laughs> no. I Sami really Zayn going fat would be a good plot twist, though. That's some, some character development right there. <laughs> Yeah, I think his character, his, his character has been long overdue, so... It's amazing how popular he is. Like, he's actually a problem for him now that he's got so popular. 
because nobody really like it was all everyone was massive for Rhea Ripley and then they were starting to build up the Cody hype nobody really cares about the Rhea Charlotte Flair match anymore it's kind of like falling down the order because Sami Zayn just sold his part so well he became the most popular guy they're just chanting his it got to pass with Cody Rhodes is coming out trying to do his his promos and people are just chanting Sammy at him so they've had to like shoehorn him into it where he's getting Kevin and Sammy back together so he can be a part of it and ride the wave and get involved and get the hype back on him and Roman but like yeah. that's just one of those examples you, you see it every now and then in wrestling where someone just does their job so well they kind of ruin the plan for the business because they planned on another guy being the big sell and someone else has come in and he's ginger you don't expect the gingers to do that well you know <laughs> they've bet speaking as a ginger you know we, we, we come in uh, when you least expect it and Sammy's done it you know I, I it's like I, I like professional wrestling but damn I haven't watched it in a while you know it's like I mean, the, the last time I yeah the last time I watched it was when uh, Randy Orton was fighting uh, John Cena at SummerSlam God like, geez. I know that's a while, but you know it's like it's like I I started watching in '97, and so pretty much through the whole Attitude Era, I was real mm-hmm. big into it. But I just yeah. I I just got to where I was kind of like I'm just not you know really interested anymore, and I I just never really came back to it, you know. I think yeah, what happened to me, yeah, I think what happened to me was after COVID, I kind of stopped because I was watching it all the time. Yeah. But uh, the one that I will never forget, and sometimes I. That's a here and there. Sometimes I'll I'll watch it again. Sometimes I don't. It was when Goldberg fought Brock Lesnar. Oh boy! (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, you know, and I have I have seen some of those matches, like the Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg, where he basically squashed uh, Lesnar in front of his kid or whatever. It was like Goldberg's kid was there, and he fought Lesnar, and it was pretty much a squash match. He beat him in like two and a half minutes. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah it's like one. I've seen matches like that, but like as far as the entire pay-per-view, I just haven't done it, you know. That's why we always want well, me too, I always wanted a sting against Undertaker, and that never happened. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And um, JR actually has a, he has a channel, and he actually talks about the sting thing quite a bit because people ask him, you know. And he said it was just that at first Sting didn't want to show up, and then whenever they came in, they just didn't manage his storyline correctly, you know. Yeah. And it's like Jesus, it's like such a missed opportunity, you know. I mean, look, look at all the people, you know, look at all the people that Sting should have fought against, like Triple H, The Undertaker, Kane, and they could have made him great, great matches, but his run in the WWE was just so lackluster, you know. It's like it's like I think not too long ago, I didn't know that Undertaker. Was gonna meet with uh, with uh, Bray Wyatt, and I'm like, oh boy! And that's something that I would watch real quick because yeah. you know that's two. I know it's two different character but it's like under the same world, underworld, if you want yeah. to call it like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, this is a good story if they create it correctly. I'm like, oh my god, it would have been perfect. I'm like probably you, Undertaker since he's older. He could have been the, the next Paul Bear. Yeah. One thing um, WWE have announced, which is a bit like what you were saying earlier that E3 should do, is they're going to start. So they had NXT, which is doing yeah. really well. And then they did have NXT in the UK, and that got shut down in COVID. Ooh. But what they said they're going to do now is now everything's up and running. 
they're doing NXT, and then they're going to do an NXT in Europe, one in Africa, one in South America. So they're looking right. to open up WWE in every continent, and then they're going nice. to do a WWE World Cup where different people Ooh. from the different WWE NXT brands across the world come and compete. Nice to find like the best people for Raw and SmackDown. So they're kind of doing the whole e, you know, the big events, but they're going to start moving it around the world to different locations. They're gonna need. Like, they're gonna need like ten different translators because some of these people <laughs> will be speaking languages the other ones yeah. don't. Because I mean, it's like you got to call a match and you got to understand what the guy is saying. And if you got one guy that speaks French and one guy that speaks, yeah. uh, you know, like uh, he Spanish speaks Pashto or, or whatever, you know, I mean, it's like yeah. they're gonna miscommunicate. You'll have them running into each other and shit. So it's like, ah, uh, I don't know. I'm just putting it in Europe. They're like, oh yeah, we'll just put one in Europe. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of languages in Europe. I think you. Yeah. It's only a small yeah. place, but if, my God, we speak a lot of different stuff. Oh yeah. Are they still? Are they still? In, are they still doing the twenty-four-seven matches? No, that that belt retired. Oh, okay, because that was that was fun. All over the place, it was like a twenty-four-seven. I'm like, wow, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just turn up anywhere and fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it? Our truth was funny. Every single time he had that belt, it was funny. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Nikki Cross won it last, and after she won it, she oh, walked off into the back. Yeah, walked off into the back and dropped it in a bin. But hilariously, she missed the bin, so it just fell on the floor next next to the <laughs> bin, which sums up the title. Really, is kind of just never quite what it should have been. <laughs> Even getting rid of the title didn't go right. Yeah. I see, I see. But, man, um, a lot of things. I think it's about time to wrap up. We've done a good two hours. I've enjoyed having you all on. Uh, it is yeah, half four in the morning, yeah, and I've got a couple of hours gaming before <laughs> the kids get up. You know, something to get out of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, should I? Do you want to let everyone know where they can find you? Well, people find me here, so that should be good enough. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. People can find me on Twitter at Eternal Shaddai right here, pointing correctly, even though I'm missing a finger due to the background. But other than that, the same thing for the Xbox console, same name. And also, I stream on Twitch. It is not eternal because Twitch doesn't let me write the whole thing. So I have to abbreviate ETE Shaddai, and it's all together. So it's ETE Shaddai. To find me on Twitch. Until next time. Nice. And am I right in thinking Good Morning Xbox is gone off into the sunset now? It's kind of. Uh, I I was actually gone when that actually happened. Yeah, and I know you were on last week's one, you, which was kind of the goodbye episode. So. That is co that is correct. So just to put it out there, there is a plan that you'll see me somewhere again. Awesome. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Keep our eyes peeled. Yes. If you could understand in Spanish. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Better, better start learning. <laughs> no hable yeah. espanol, por favor. Hey. Google Translate. Can't see <laughs> Just add subtitles to the podcast. <laughs> right, right. Apparently, the biggest growing podcast market is Portuguese. And we have Fabio, who's Brazilian and speaks Portuguese, and we keep telling him, you need to start doing shows. And he's like, yeah, 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 no, I don't fancy it. I'll do English. So like, come on. <laughs> no follow Portuguese. No follow. Yeah. <laughs> 
And Vinny, where can we find you, mate? Um, you can find me on Twitter, Xbox, PlayStation, Twitch, all under Uso Vinny. Um, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Right, guys, thank you for joining. It was a pleasure to have you both on. I'm sure you'll be invited again one day. Um, and yeah, one day we might do topics, but I quite like these conversations where it's not just <laughs> what's in the news this week. It's just we're talking about. Yeah, I'm gaming. sorry I came up like that, so I just came with, with <laughs> right off my, right my head real fast. Drama alert. <laughs> right, yeah. um, Sentinel, before we wrap out, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Xbox. It's all SSG Sentinel. Um, lower left of my little rectangle there. And um, I'm also on the PSN Party Podcast. It's pretty much every Wednesday on this channel. Also on Xbox Live Party Podcast. It's every Thursday on this channel. He's becoming the new Cerebral Paul. If there's a plus, he's going to all on that. In, in a way, <laughs> yes, in a way. <laughs> the new Cerebral um, Paul. We're, we're going to be back for another episode in two weeks, but I believe Sentinel, you're busy being married and stuff and being selfish. Yes, <laughs> yes. In in two weeks, I won't be on the next episode we have because it's going to be me and my wife's 19th wedding anniversary, so I will not be nice. on that episode. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations, Thanks. man. Thank you. Congratulations or commiserations, seeing how you feel <laughs> on 19th. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> Right, I'm going to end the show then, guys. Thanks a lot, and thanks yeah. for everyone who tuned in. Thanks for having us on. Definitely. Thank you for watching. Take mm. care, everyone. Take care.